and welcome to Coffee with Casey. This is kind of a special edition of what's going on. You know, we've got a real big changing market and we need to know where we are, how we got here, and more importantly, where we're headed. How are we going to navigate through this new meeting? You know, I started in 2020 in January because there was a pandemic going on and I've just felt that we needed to keep everybody updated on, um, on the market conditions and the strategies as they change throughout the time. And it's been an interesting two and a half years. So we now have a, a, a shift in, in our midst. And I will give credit to Christina Daves who uh, was doing some uh, uh, PR work for Samson Properties and teaching agents. And I walked by and she, she said something and I stopped and, and looked over and I said, you mean like coffee with Casey? And she said, yeah, something like that. So, you know, this is really a sparked by Christina Daves, who's a great uh, PR person around the Washington metropolitan area. So, so let's get on with this. Let's, let's look at, at kind of where we are. And, and this is really, you need to put things in historical proportion, right? Like this is not the first time things have happened like this. So we need to go back and find out when was the last time we were at such a peak, okay? So let me go ahead and share my screen. We'll go back on and look at our charts like we normally do. And then let's get you over here to the Coffee with Casey stuff. And let me pick this up. All right. All right. So let's start with our Coffee with Casey. All right. We're going to talk about where we're going, how we got here. Um, we also, I want to talk about the first 30 days. Now, you know that I talk about the first 10 days, but... I'm going to show you some charts that it's it's the, the 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 first ten days are now few and far between. Not for us, we're still doing it in the first ten days, but the rest of the market and you need to know how to react. If you're a Samson agent and you're listening to this, you need to figure out and understand that it's not going to sell like overnight unless you're really good at it, and and it may take thirty days. So there's a process of what we do in the first thirty days. So then we're going to talk about inspection strategies. So we haven't had any inspections in two and a half years. Those days are, are closing, right? So we're gonna start seeing inspections. So we need to just dust off the playbook for how we deal with inspectors, what our strategies are. You know, half of deals get kicked out because of inspections. So we need to know how we're going to do that. So first let's go to where we are right now. So if you go back to 2010, okay? And we just say that price equals uh, the value adjusted for inflation. The red line shows you that over the years, that value has inflated with the CPI, with the inflation, right? So that's gone from whatever this is, that looks like about 1.1 something to 1.44. And that's just based on inflation. Now, the blue line is where prices have been. And this is on a 4,500 square foot house in Vienna built in 2000. So that's our model. So, so we start looking around and you can see the first three years it almost mimicked exactly where inflation was. It went up a little bit and corrected. It went up a little bit and corrected. It went up a little bit and corrected. It went up a lot, right? So, so this is a frame of reference that we're looking at. We're saying, okay, well, if in fact the value is in the one fours and the price is in one seven, eight, five, we've got a, a huge disparity here, right? So now what's going to happen? And I think that 
in doing this, we have to say, where are we from now? Are they going to, is that going to stay at 1785 based on what's happened in the past history? Is it going to move back down? Is it going all the way to 1.4? Where is this thing headed, right? So in order to get the answer to that, we need to go back. We need to go back to 2000, right? Because we had a peak in 2005. See that peak right there? That's prices going up in 2005. Doesn't that look a little familiar, right? So we have to go all the way back here to 2000, get a running start. And we see that, you know, based on if we start at 2000, you'll see that the majority of this line is about 18% higher than this line, okay? So it's just the perspective that we have when we start here instead of up here, okay? So let's just take a look at the important part. It got up to this house, which is a 3,000 square foot house built in 1990. It got up to $1,030,000, $30,000. So then the question is, what happened then? All right, well, it went down for six years, right? So we had a correction from 2005 to 2011. That's a six year correction. It then started, you know, going back and forth and back and forth and correcting and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden back in, in, two, or in 2019, it got up to 1,067,000. So it took 15 years to get back to where it was at its peak. I'll let that sink in just one sec. So when a seller is in a peak and he says, I think, or they say, I think we'll wait. The question is, when is it going to return to that price? Historically, the answer is 15 years, right? So, I mean, if it takes 15 years to recover, right? Then the answer is you should have sold right here. You should have sold right here. So if you're a seller, right, you want to be really considering moving while you're on top. Now, you may not get all that 1.374, but anything you get over this, and again, this is a different house than we were looking at before. Anything you get over, you know, a million dollars is is good. So, so maybe you get 1.35, 1.325. It's still a lot farther than it should be, right? So... So what the answer is, how far are we above where we should be? Well, let's assume that all of this right in here is 18% over the adjusted value. This is 45%. So, so from where we should be to where we are is about 25% premium on the houses. That's what the buyers are paying, right? Now, why is this cost? Well, the interest rates were really low. There was no inventory. And we do have new jobs coming in from, you know, Amazon and companies like that, more high tech jobs coming in. So, so what portion of that was lower interest rates? What was lack of inventory? You know, what are these new jobs, right? So even if we assume that, you know, our homes are now going to go up in value a little bit because, you know, the higher the people are coming in have more money, we're still about 20% over where we should be, right? So, you know, our buffer, let's call this the buffer, is 18%. Back here, this is 59% over where it should have been. And then it corrected back into the 15, 18 range. Right now, we're 45%.
So I'm telling you that any way we look at it, we're about 25% over where there should be based on the value adjusted for inflation, okay? So call to the sellers, time to get out, time to get going. You buyers, I'm gonna handle you in just one second. So just hold on for a second. Let's see where it's headed to. So let's assume that it fell like it did and it corrected like it did and it went up and down like it did. So, so I've taken this out to the end of 2002 where we have eight and a half percent inflation. I'm assuming another 8% of, uh, appreciation in 23 because to be honest with you, what's causing inflation is our energy prices. And I truly don't think the powers that be care. I think they're happy with the numbers here. I think they're happy that the, that the uh, energy prices are as high as they are. I have no idea why, but that is what's gonna make sure that inflation stays in that seven, eight, 9% range. So, so let's assume that it's 8% this year, 8% next year. See how the inflation will come up here. And then pricing, I don't, this was a financial crisis, right? They expanded the buyer pool, letting anybody borrow money here. So the buyer pool got bigger and prices ran up. They tightened the buyer pool in here and prices collapsed, right? So in here, they, you know, the buyer pool got bigger because the interest rates got lower and then the inventory was out. So here we go. Now we have interest rates are gonna get higher. Maybe there's gonna be a little more inventory. So prices are gonna adjust or start moving back towards this inflation line. But as you see, the inflation line is moving up because 8% appreciation will bring this line up. So I don't see this as being as dramatic of a fall. And I do see this moving higher based on the inflation that we haven't seen since I got in real estate in 1981. And you didn't want to come back and see that. I would have nightmares if I had to go back to 1981. But what happened back then was BSL came up with a program, it's called the 245 program, and it allowed us to have buy-downs of 3% in the first year, 2% in the second year, 1% in the third year, and the fourth year you went to. So we started at like 12.5%, then we went to 13.5%, 14.5%, 15.5%, and that's where it stayed at 15.5%. That was the greatest financing of all time. And I sold that like crazy back in the day, right? So now what's going to happen is interest rates have gone up, but there's portfolio money that's a full point lower than conforming money. There is VA FHA financing, which is a better rate. There are, you know, two one buy downs where you can take a conforming loan, buy the interest rate down to 4%, 5%, and 6%. So, so what you're going to see is some financial products coming in to take the sting out of the interest rate increase. So we were used to 30-year fixed because they were great rates for the last five years. They've been great rates. Nobody's needed, um, you know, seven-year arms, 10-year arms, buy-downs, you know, VA FHA. I haven't seen VA FHA loan in I don't know how long until this last 30 days. Now people are coming in with VA loans. So, so this is where we're headed. Is it time to panic? Nope, it's not time to panic. Is it time to sell? Yes, it's time to sell. Is it time to buy? Are there gonna be opportunities? Well, let me just show you something. This is the success rate of Fairfax County homes over a million dollars in March. Now, again, 
if we're dealing with people, our market is mostly over a million dollars, but I can do the same thing under a million dollars. But I do this for kind of a, for our purposes. So homes over a million dollars in March, right? Yet 86% of them sold in the first 10 days, right? So that's why a buyer couldn't buy a house because they were selling so fast. 14% were the only things left. And that's just the scraps. So if 86% of the homes, they were frustrated, buyers couldn't get a home, they were getting outpriced, everybody's bidding up $100,000, $150,000, it was nuts, right? Look at it now. So this is for last month. And what does that tell you? I can't see that number. What is that number? 79%. So 79% of the homes, 80% of the homes, four out of five, did not sell in the first 10 days. So now you have an opportunity as a buyer, right? So are we going to pay top dollar? Do you have sellers panicking? Yes, you do. Okay, interest rates are a little bit fine. Get you a 7-1 arm. Keep your rate as low as you possibly can. You want to go out and buy that house. It's not going to go down substantially, you know, but you are going to have the opportunity to go out and buy homes at better prices, better deals. And I'm going to tell you why. Because sellers overpriced, agents overpriced, homes overpriced. Now, let me give you another stat. In 2019, which is where we're headed, in 2019, 40% of the homes, 40, grab your arms around this, 40% of the homes withdrew unsold. In other words, they were listed and then pulled off the market, right? Couldn't sell them. Why? They overpriced them. They didn't market it correctly. They didn't stage it right. They didn't prepare it. You know, whatever it was, this is no place for amateurs when we go back to 2019. This is absolutely no, you need to be with the most professional realtor you can get your hands on. This is not Uncle Bob putting your house on the market and 92% of them went up in flames in the first 10 days and, and anyone could do it. That's not where we're headed. 80% of the homes didn't sell, okay? Now, 100% of our homes sold because we do a predictive analysis and that's a whole new show. And if you are a Samson agent, I'm gonna do a masterclass on the predictive analysis because I will tell you that every week it saves us. Two weeks ago, we had four houses to go on the market. All of them tested poorly and coming soon. All of them didn't pass their predictive analysis. All of them were dropped $50,000 a pop, right? I was very, very worried. Nobody was coming to see them. Two showings a piece. All of a sudden, when we dropped it 50,000 a piece, we got 100,000, 105,000, 75,000. So, and the other was a, was a townhouse and, and got their list price. But without the predictive analysis, we would be in that yellow zone. And you do not want to be in the yellow zone. I'm going to talk about the 30-day process, but we don't want to do that. We still want to sell in the first 10 days. This is Vienna, March of 2022, 94% of the homes sold, right? Anybody could sell it. And right now it's 24% sold. So three out of four houses are sitting on the market. I'm telling you, I see this all the time. Realtors just throw them on there, throw them on for a high price. It's going to be harder to sell a house now with interest rates higher, buyer pools smaller, and more competition from the inventory.
So if you want to know why prices are going to go down, it's those three reasons right here. And I will tell you, I mean, this is not about being cocky or anything. This is about doing your job. When I walk out the door and I'm going to a listing presentation, my wife every time says, good luck. And I say back, luck's got nothing to do with it. Because if you really know what you're doing and really work at it, really professional at it, the outcome is going to be predetermined. I mean, we are going to make sure that we get this done. So, you know, so here you have 76% of the homes did not sell in June. And they're going to go through this 30-day process or more that I'm going to talk about here in a second. So as you know, every week we take a look at whether it's a buyer's market or a seller's market. So this shows how many homes are under contract. So if there's 100 active homes, 78% were under contract, yeah, 78 were under contract in January. And you can see how the percentage of homes slides down. Now, when you're over 60%, that is a seller's market. So sellers are in control of the market if six out of 10 homes are under contract, right? See how it's starting to slide down. The, between 40% and 60%, that's what's called a neutral market. So we have slipped into a neutral market. We are out of the, the seller's market. We are clearly in the middle of a neutral market at this time. This is, you know, if you're thinking about getting aggressive or conservative, now is the time for sellers to get conservative. Because we, we have a saying right now, and that is get out on top. Get out on top, right? If we're going back and we see these charts and we're at a big, we're at a big number, the question is, you know, the, the, the statement is, and what we want to think about is, we want to go out on top. We want to get as much of that top dollars we can. It's time to go out on top. If you want to rent while we're going through this little adjustment for the next two or three years, fine. Knock yourself out. But for the buyers... Let me go ahead and kill the screens here. So for the buyers, I'm, I'm a buyer. I mean, I'm definitely getting buyers. And I told our agents, look, um, I have six incredible agents and they work with buyers. They come back and they're frustrated. It's hard to get a house and everybody's competing and blah, blah, blah. Hey man, now is the time to go. Now is the absolute time to go um, because there's more inventory to look at. You can certainly get buy down rates. I think interest rates are gonna be much higher next year than they are this year. Um, I think there's, they're not even thinking about slowing down. So, so would I be a buyer? I would be a buyer so fast right now. I would jump in, I would negotiate a good price on a house, right? Because you don't have anybody else working with. I mean, they're not getting seven or eight, unless you have a, an agent that has done a predictive analysis, has it at the right price and generates multiple contracts and gets people bidding on the house, which is, a slim portion of the real estate community, then you're gonna have a house that was overpriced sitting on the market, the sellers panicked, the agents panicked, everybody thinks the market's declining. I would scare the heck out of them as a, as a buyer agent and come in and throw in that chart and say, you guys are 25% over market value. And I would be a buyer and I would go out and I would get low financing and then I would refinance three or four years from now because we will go into a recession. Trust me, we're headed for a recession. You don't, you know, if you know anything about the history of our economy, you know, we go up and we come down. We go up and we come down. So we are at a, uh, what I consider to be a hyper peak that was caused by these multiple things that happened. As I mentioned before, we had a perfect storm. We had low interest rates. We had um, uh, low interest rates, low inventory. 
right? And, uh, and, and, and that really created this push and we had new jobs coming into town. So it was a perfect storm. Um, so as far as the buyers are concerned, don't say I'm not buying because the prices are too high. This is, in my opinion, the first buyer's market we've seen since 2019. I would be all in. Let me tell you who I've really talked to on this one is, if you had a house and you could, and you had to sell that house in order to buy the next house, right? You, you couldn't compete. So forget about that, right? So those buyer, that buyer pool was out. Now you're in the game. You can walk in and you can cut a deal on a house and say, hey, I got a house to sell. As long as we know we can sell your house easier than I can sell this house, or if this is a difficult sale, then we will consider that. And that's gonna be in this next talk I have about the first 30 days. So those people are, people that have VA financing, people that have FHA financing, you couldn't get a house to save your life, right? Because you couldn't compete. Everybody's putting up 20% down. It was conventional financing. Uh, with, they were much more powerful and you lost the deals. Well, guess what? You're the only bidder. You're it. Have a good time. Because a lot of the buyers are now getting pushed out. They're either buyer fatigued that they couldn't find a house. They got tired of looking. Well, guess what? The time is now to get back in, get a better price on the house, right? And maybe have your terms, like you can use that financing that you want, the FHA or VA. You can do a contingent on the sale of your house. Couldn't do that the last three years. I'm telling you, you couldn't do it. I wouldn't even think about talking about a contract on one of my listings for that. So let's talk about the first 30 days. We talked the first 10 days are where the multiple, when you're listing a house, the multiple contracts come in, the bidding app. The home inspections are thrown out. The financing contingencies are thrown out. That deal is non-contingent with the best price available. Best price available. Um, and so, you know, that's what we want to do. Our goal today and always will be first 10 days, even back in 2017, 18, 19, 20, it doesn't matter. Our homes are selling in the first 10 days because that's the best time to sell them. We do the predictive analysis to make sure we have that coming before we launch our listings, okay? And again, Samson Agents, that will be, I think it's August the 24th, I'll be doing that seminar and uh, we'll have that up at Samson University and you can, you can watch that. I'm telling you, without the predictive analysis, we're done. We, have, we will really struggle, okay? So we need to be, please watch that as you move forward, okay? So. Let's say most homes, 75, 80% of them are not selling in the first 10 days. Now, what do you do? Okay, so first thing is make sure it's prepared price and everything correctly. Second, if it doesn't sell in that first wave, do not panic. Don't panic. So what happens is the first wave comes through and they pass. They say, for whatever reason, the price is too high, this, it wasn't in great condition, it had a bad location, it had traffic, for whatever reason. Don't panic. Everybody remain calm. The Monbacks are coming because there's a, there's a group of people, there's a group of people that, um, that have come through and did not want to bid on your house, right? But they're still there and they're not going anywhere. They're just still there, they're watching. So they go, hmm, I'm still looking at houses and they go, you know, I really did like that house. I just didn't want to get into bidding war. So in the week two, the Monbacks will come on in. Now, 
Let me tell you something that's very, very important for the Samson agents or any real estate agents that are listening. When, when you look at your hit counter and you look at your home on your hit counter, it will tell you how many people are favoring that home and how many people think it's a possible fit for them because the buyer will have an automated email sent to them on how it was listed. They'll say, I like it, I love it, I, I'm, it's a possibility or blah, blah, blah. Most of the agents don't know that or don't know enough to see their clients are loving something, right? So you as an agent need to call every agent that's, that the person has said, I love this house, I love this house. You need to call the agent and say, did you know your buyer selected our house and said they loved it? You might want to give them a call. Here's the address, here's the MLS number and attack, attack that agent. Because I will tell you that if you look at all the people that, that are favoring your house and then you look at the people who are scheduling listings, these people, a lot of them, we're not on it. We find a lot of them are not on it. It's like, why are you not on it? Because the agents don't know that the buyers have selected it as a favorite. You've got to call everybody. We could get away with mistakes. First half of 2020, from 2020 to 2022, you can, you can make mistakes and still do fine. Today, can't do that. Got to call every one of those agents. Got to make sure every one of those agents knows that their client loves this house. So this is in week two. This is what we're. This is what week two is all about. It's about the Monbacks. Week three, we're promoting for promoting actively promoting. If you have a house you need to sell, bring it on. We will accept. We will look at. We will look at. We will analyze a contract that's contingent on the sale of your home. This is a huge opportunity for a lot of people that don't have millions of dollars of family money, tons of income, tons of assets. You know, for that person that needs to sell house A to move into house, move up to house B, you now have an opportunity for the first time in two and a half years to do that. That is a massive fire. And that is where we're headed. So if you want to sell houses, increase your buyer pool. Well, that's a, that's a huge fire pool that nobody's even thought about, right? But that's, that's where you've got to go. You've got to go back to the agents that have said on whether it's Zillow or whatever it is that they love this house. You've got to go back and tell everybody that's loved it. You need to nurture all of that group, right? So, so now we're in week three and now we're going back to people that, that hey, agents, we'll accept a non-contingent contract, right? Because we are interested in the price. We're interested in the top price for this house, right? So, you know, you give us our price, we'll give you your terms, right? You give me list price or over list price or whatever it is, I'll consider that. Well, you haven't had that opportunity in two and a half years, right? So, so I recommend all the agents that had clients that, you know, had to sell a house in order to buy a new house, Go call them up and say, let's go buy a house. Let's make it contingent on the sale of this house. Trust me, if 78% of the homes are not under contract that first week, those sellers are panicking. Those agents are panicking. Why? Because three months ago in March, they were selling like hotcakes. All of a sudden, somebody turned off the spigot. So we need to reach out and, and get that buyer pool going. So that's in week three. We're really working on that. As soon as we get to week four and we've exhausted 
all marketing, all people. We've called all the agents. We've done everything we could possibly do. We've invited all the FHA, VA contracts. We've invited people that da, 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 da. It just doesn't stop for 30 days of surprise. And I don't mean drop it at $15,000. I mean, you need to hit the, the next buyer pool. The next buyer pool is usually, in, in my world, is fifty dollars to $100,000 under where you currently are. So let's say I'm at um, $1.5 million. Okay, it's $1.45 million. Let's say you're at $850,000. I'm sorry, the next buyer pool is not at eight twenty-five. dollars it's eight hundred. dollars okay? When you get down into the 500s, now you can go at $25,000 increments. You know, $500,000, $475,000, dollars and work in $25,000 increments. But it's the price. That's your 30-day protocol. And if you don't follow it or you don't do everything correctly, trust me, it's just not going to end well. It's not going to end well for the agent. It's not going to end well for the, for the... I can tell you that the average days on market in 2019 was 97. Our average days on market was 12. But the average days on market in 2019 was 97. In, in our market in Vienna, over a million dollars, that's just what it was, right? That's unacceptable, right? So, so really, the longer it stays, the less money you're going to get. So, you know, I implore anybody that's all of our agents or any of our sellers, you need to stick to the protocol that works. If you get, you know, I'm going to settlement, we're going to settlement right now, a seller um, was on, I think, for 165. The predictive analysis says nobody's here at 165. We need to go down. We need to move down to 16. Kicking and screaming, he agreed to move down to 1.6. He got 1.8. He settled on that this week. So, you know, this is what happens. A seller goes from 1.2 to 1.15 because predictive analysis says there's nobody coming. We drop the price 50,000. The home sells at 285,000 over list price at 1.435 million. That's it. So, so, so I can't disclose a lot of the stuff until they go to settlement, but is that still happening? Yes, it still happens. Is there a market still out there? Yes, still people need to buy good houses. When you have a good house at 1.9 million, is it gonna sell for 2.1 or 2.15? If it's worth it, yeah. There's people that want good houses out there. So we just have to be thoughtful about where we price the house. Now, I said I was going to talk about um, inspection strategies. I'm going to have to wait until next week. I always promise everybody I'm going to have you out here in 30 minutes. I'm at the 30-minute mark. But let's just put it this way. If you're dealing with a home inspection, there is a protocol. I will talk about that next week. I'll talk about it first thing, how you handle an inspection. Because if you handle it wrong you're looking at a contract kicking out. 50% of the contracts kick out. Home inspectors are the biggest pox on real estate of all time. I mean, I read some of the comments I just want to throw up. So we need to have a very calm, right? Uh, Non-emotional response and how we're going to address and talk down the home inspection items. And that's going to be next week. My name is Casey Sampson. I hope this helped. I hope this puts some perspective on where we have been, where we currently are, and where we're going. The strategies that sellers need to have, we still hang on to that first 10 days. We're still selling our house in the first 10 days. But for 80% of the market, those days are gone. Now you need to start working on the 30-day protocol of what do you do over that 30-day process.
And again, the key word is panic. And as far as I'm concerned for the sellers, the key word is go out on top, right? As far as the buyers are concerned, it's time to buy. Now it's time to get in there. And our prices, could they go down a little bit? So what? You're going to be in this house for, you know, 15, 20 years. You'll be in it for a long time, right? So to get a home for your family, this is not, you know, I, I, I disagree with looking at investment stuff. Look, you're going to be in there for a long time. You need to have a home for your for your family, right? So buy your home, buy smart, buy low, um, find people that have made mistakes. We get top dollar because we prepare houses very well. Well, and that appeal to a maximum amount of people. Well, if you're a buyer, find a house that they didn't fix up, that doesn't appeal to a lot of people. That's where you're gonna get your best deals. So we'll have some shows for buyers coming up in the future, but uh, today was all about how did we get here and where the heck are we going and what are we supposed to do now? I really hope that helped. My name is Casey Sampson. You can catch me at 703-508-2535 or Casey at CaseySampson.com. If you have somebody that's thinking about selling a house, this is no market for amateurs. Have them give us a call. They can call two or three agents. Fine with that competing, but people really can't make a mistake in this market. We'll see you again next week on Coffee with Casey. Bye now.